All right, here we are for episode three of A Beginner's Guide to Interplanetary Destruction. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome hey. back, listeners. Today we're here with... Todd. And I'm Daniel. And I'm Jaywine. I'm Dave. Again, it's Dave. Yep. Two for two. Two for I three. I, I don't know numbers. <laughs> we're back once more to talk about episode three. This episode is called Ghost Ship in Space. It's about a ghost ship, but in space. Poignant. It is. Um, but first, last week's episode, or I guess two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Technosaurus Rex. How about that episode, guys? That was a damn fine episode. Damn yeah. fine work on the battle scene. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I, you know, I felt really good about it. My uh, favorite part was how excited you were to go out and purchase an actual megaphone to use for the that actual was fun. megaphone noises. Well, you know, I could have, like, stressed over how to make the microphone effect, or, you know, how to make the sounds of a megaphone and yeah. with effects and EQs and such. But for $15 on Amazon, I just bought a megaphone. Yeah, and now which you, have you keep forever. on your person at all times. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, my kid and I were down here last week, and she just, I was doing, like, work on the podcast, and she was behind me just screaming into the megaphone. <laughs> and you were like, Because the megaphone doesn't make it loud, it's screaming into it that makes it loud. Well, yeah, how do you make megaphone loudness? You I had to know. admit, you brought that on yourself. Uh, you know, it was fine the first five or so minutes, but after a while, it just kind of starts to wait. Uh... So one thing that I had to bring up, so that everybody that listens to this show knows, uh, and hopefully Becky listens to the show, but when we were working on the episode, Becky, who plays uh, Melissa, had never seen Jurassic Park. And this is when we were talking almost 20 years after the fact, right? There's no excuse for it. There's no excuse for no. it. She's not a child. She's an adult I saw it person. as a child. It was directed by Steven Spielberg, for God's sakes. This for is an adult God film. For yeah. What yeah, what Steven Spielberg movie hasn't anyone seen? Like we've seen them all, right? Yeah. I've seen literally every single one. I don't know. I think immigrants I have, have to like see his, them all to get their citizenship, don't they? You recite the constitution. <laughs> the you watch all the immigrants have to watch them all. How many members are there in the house? Uh, how long does the Senate term last? Have you seen all the Steven Spielberg yes. movies? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like what Steven Spielberg movie was nominated for Best Picture in 1987? And it's like, with, with other questions on the test, you can miss a few. But if you miss that one, mm -hmm. you're out. You you're out. are out. You have to Over wait that wall. On Ellis get Island. the fuck out of here. And on the converse, what, there's what, some what, really bold questions. Isn't there one? Once Trump's no. our president, there'll be a wall. <laughs> Listen, I was born here, so you know. I just okay. assume there's walls yeah. anywhere that I want them to be. Uh, episode three. Like I said, go ship in space. In space. Ship sailing. <laughs> Derps in space. <laughs> um. Well, what can you say? But you were, you wrote this one mostly. I did. We went we went back and rewrote it with some help. Uh, yeah. This was a twofer. It was. It took, yeah. you, it took you two tries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the group finds Wakajan finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a derelict spaceship at the edge of a black yes. hole. He's, yeah. he's we alone. don't really want to say much more, but uh, he's, he's he's a little, you know. Emotional. He's still a little emotional about and what happened. It's adorable. It is adorable. Look, he thinks he's people <laughs> crying into his. You journal. guys haven't heard it, but uh, it's it's pretty hilarious. Which, I from know. the previous episodes, like one of our favorite jokes is the Grumpen Tree. <laughs> the Grump returns. <laughs> yeah, he's still in his metaphorical Grumpen Tree. Oh, you know, we totally missed the opportunity. We should have had him like convert a cargo bay into. Uh, Hey! Hey, it's Ian! As, as we speak. You should have converted a cargo bay into a nursery for grumpin' trees and called it the Grumpery. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we miss that? You know what, everybody? Turn off the episode right now. We're rewriting it. Brand new baby it. We'll be back to you in about a year. Little grumpin' for... saplings. <laughs> this is going to change every episode yeah. sequentially from here on out. Grumplings. <laughs> Chicken and grumplings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If only we'd come up with these sooner. Yeah. 
Little had a bamboo grumping tree. He nursed it. He grew it in his room. One day I will climb you. One day I will be on you. <laughs> on you for being late. Yeah. Hey, Ian's everybody. Hey. Yeah. Hello. So Ian can uh, can go first in this week's uh, topic of discussion, which is best slash most satisfying movie deaths. What you got for us? I the reason this came up is because last night we were watching The Princess Bride, hmm. and I realized that. Uh, Vizzini's death might be, in my opinion, the most satisfying movie death because of how awful of a character he was and how you're just really glad to see him go. Yeah. He's just such a fucking... Just penis. Just a, a, <laughs> yeah. lispy, just, a lispy wiener. Just a lispy wiener. Just a limp tick. Uh, <laughs> God, and when he finally just croaks, dude, I'm like, oh, it's so good. I don't Which, what's that actor's guys. name? Uh... Lisby McDickerson? I think so. That, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like, that guy. Is that he, the little he guy a, that drinks poison? Is yeah. That yeah. Oh, okay. He does such he, a great he, job. He, at, like he does a great job like, at making you hate him. Like, he's yeah. awesome at making you just, like, no, Wallace want to punch him Wallace right Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's his name. And he was Cork on Deep Space Nine. I mean, uh, the Grand Nagus on Deep Space Nine. Um, he was in Clueless. He was in Clueless? Hello. Jinx. Wow. How do we not know that? It was Mr. Hall. Does he she die? Had them all in, in <laughs> no, and is he it gets satisfying? No. So, in a way. So, womp womp. <laughs> what do you got, Ian? Like, you had some time to think about it. Did you did? <laughs> You're not very good at that thinking thing. Nah. I have a whole list. I. Yeah. You well, share? going sure. back to, uh, we'll just skip over Ian for the yeah, moment. Yeah, that's then. fine. I do that. I'm, Talking I'm about uh, anyway. Becky, the voice of Melissa, having not seen Jurassic Park. I think one of my favorite movie deaths is in Jurassic Park when the guy. Is in the bathroom and it's the lawyer. Yeah, yeah the yeah. lawyer, and he is just it like gets, an outhouse. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more like it's funny because he spared no expense. He clearly <laughs> <laughs> there's just a shack. It doesn't have a real roof. It just kind of falls over when it's raining hard, and the T Rex is just like. All right. Like, yeah. Conveniently enough, he was already sitting in the toilets when he shit himself. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that was the implied joke. Made a run yeah. for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's here all week, ladies. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that one. Rookie's on fire. That's pretty good. All right, Jay, yeah. what do you got? Anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, when you think about it. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, you want to share from my list? I'd love to. Do you, have you seen any of these movies? Some of them. Not enough to recall these deaths, not gonna lie. Wow, okay. I'll throw out, even though it's not really memorable or that great, but it made the list because of the character was the Boba Fett death and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It, it's, you know, he gets... That was I, another satisfying childhood death. He falls into a big doony butthole and then he's just never seen that again. That burps him out after yeah. eating him. How, how many years into that thousand-year digestive uh, system? Well, you know, in the expanded universe, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Null and void, he gets out. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. How oh, long? Okay. How long was he in there? Yeah. Oh, I, like a day or something? Not very long. And didn't, uh, it was, who pulled him out? Didn't someone pull him out? I don't remember. I, I know he, like, drops the thermite detonator further down into the Sarlacc and kills it. And I think he just climbs out. Maybe right. something wrecks. I don't know. Tim We're getting off topic. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Tim Roth. I think Tim Roth rescued him. <laughs> what you got, Todd? I'm... I'm going to say my favorite movie death is Luco Brazzi in The Godfather because it is so disturbing. Oh, yeah. He's the guy that, like, they send to, like, 
pretend to make a deal with the other family, yeah. and they totally catch it, like, fucking stick a knife in his hand while they're trying, like, he leans in to get his cigarette lit, they stick a knife in his hand, so he's stuck to the bar, and they choke him, and it's like a two-minute scene of him, like, mm. ah, ah, like, wiggling, ah, oh, so disturbing. Actually, you know what? That also reminds me of Jabba's death. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jedi. Very similar. Uh, not as funny. You got a thing for choking, huh, Todd? Apparently I do. I like choking <laughs> So I don't know if you guys have been to Naughty Girl. But, uh, I'll be uh, choking myself from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. in the alley behind Safeway. <laughs> what city are you in? I don't know. What's a tantric I'm masturbation session. And I was <laughs> Marathon. All are welcome. It's just, oh it's just pancake batter, man. <laughs> Oh, God. God. So, uh, just to jump back now, uh, you can edit that out, right? Um, I won't. <laughs> I was thinking, um, cause, so you mentioned Jurassic Park. Right. And I was also thinking, like, Good Deaths and Goodfellas, and I realized Sam Jackson dies in both of those movies. And then I started thinking, Sam Jackson dies in a lot of movies. Yeah. Hmm. Like, he's in, like, he's a that guy in many movies that he just, like, like, Goodfellas. He's got a pretty bit part. He's before he was a famous guy. Gets shot in the back of the head. He dies in uh, Phantom Menace. He's like an extra, basically, in Kill Bill that is killed in like the church wedding massacre. Yeah, right. he's oh. another. He's killed in. Um, he's the piano True player Romance too, which yes. is another Tarantino. Yes. And he's also killed in Django Unchained, obviously. And Jackie Brown. And Jackie Brown. Uh, Deep Blue Sea, when he's eaten by the shark, the terrible right. CGI sharks. Yes. The fucking shark ate me. <laughs> the juice. That was a good one. Well, that was the, um, a really satisfying uh, death when he dies in Django Unchained. Oh yeah, that yeah. Was awesome. God, he should have gotten my the best pick. supporting actor for that. Like he was such yeah, a he oh was my god, incredible. I fucking hated him. I, I had would, nightmares about him. Like I, I would kept almost thinking say, about him. I would almost say that death was better than the Princess Bride death that you brought up earlier, Daniel. More satisfying. Yeah, as far as like a you really okay. hated him. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just like the look that he could, like his whole face mm -hmm. just becomes a laser of hatred. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because at least in Princess Bride, you're like, okay, I understand this character. He's, like, trying to get this thing done, and he's, you know, he's kind of a dickbag about it. But And then there's Sam Jackson. The and, dicks. Yeah, and then there's Sam Jackson in Django Unchained. You're just like, there is no amount of this. Like, yeah. No, he's, that... he's more evil than the Candyland guy, whatever the yeah. main guy That's got to be up there for, for my top movie deaths, I think, mm. is Sam You know Sam Jackson was also in the Old Boy remake? He died. He was? Yeah. Oh, that, that's not surprising. And he was in 187, Which that movie where he was a teacher. He plays Russian roulette with that like Mexican gangbanger. And they both end up shoot, killing themselves. You guys ever saw 187? No. A it's a disturbing movie. Or that no. was okay. a I'll put that on my list. A public high school teacher who decides, like, I'm not going to put up the shift from these kids anymore. And he starts following them around and, like, beating them and, like, kills some of them, I believe. And there's one Cesar who he shoots with a fucking, like, poison-tipped arrow while Cesar's high. He's like walking around, he gets nailed with an arrow, and he's so high, he just goes, oh, fucking Indians, and then passes out, and he wakes up at a hospital, missing fingers. <laughs> and like, the fingers are on ice. So Sam Jackson like knocks him out, cuts his fingers off, drops, like starts effing with him, and the end, like the climax of the movie, is these two guys, and they're like, neither one of them wants to back down, so like, we'll play fucking Russian roulette, that's how we'll do it. And Cesar bitches out, and Sam Jackson takes his turn and blows his brains out, and then Cesar's buddy is with him, and it's like, no, 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 it's my turn now, I have to take my turn, and fucking blows his own brains out. You're like, what? What kind of crazy ending to a movie is this? Yeah. Sam Jackson dies. He is the American Sean Bean. He, yeah. I, I think that's what we're, what we're all saying here. Yeah, like pulled apart by sharks, exploded, uh, yeah. shot in the back of the head. I mean, jumps off a roof in think, uh, the other guys. You think they have a... Splats. You think they have a competition going? Like a talent? They should if they don't. God, and they I, both, you know, they both play kind of like badass characters too. Like yeah. Like strong characters mm -hmm. who die terribly. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine the phone conversation of that. I'm not good at an impression on either one of them, but... 
Oh, and, uh, I'm Sam Jackson. Kingsman. He dies in Kingsman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hadn't seen that yet. Spoilers. Well, Sam Jackson's a villain, and the villain dies in that movie. Oh, another one that just came to mind. Don't remember the name of the character. Or the e- movie. <laughs> Ex Machina. The main programmer in Ex Machina. Oh, I thought you were talking mm. about Sam Jackson. Too. When he. Uh, this might be a spoiler alert since the movie's relatively new. That's yeah, uh, over a year old. Oscar, Oscar, what's his name? Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Yes. Yeah, like, and there's something about the way that the, so, like the yeah. cyborgs like stab him, which in my head I just remember thinking like, wow, that's just like a hot knife through butter. That's strange that he would program these machines that could potentially turn on him to be that that's much stronger dude. than him. But she was she his cobra. No, no, she just stuck it in between his ribs. Like right. you could stab someone really easily. It's just most people it's are not, passion and jab it's, it. It's not like this like, though, and oh. it, it would take more than just. Mm. Well, she's got pistols. It's not like putting a key in a car. I mean, there's one way to try it. Yeah, Let's go trial runs. We'll be right back. We're gonna go find a homo. Boy, I feel like we should just go ahead and call it. And <laughs> scene. Derailed. Okay, so pancake batter, uh, killing hobos pancake or transients. Uh, yeah, or transients. Movie death scenes. Um. Topic over. I think we nailed those. All right. The music in this episode is mostly just stuff that I did. There was one song that we used from a band that used to exist, and that uh, band is Kami Chung. Woo! It's a band that Ian and I were both in. We use the song Cashbox. Nice. Of uh, that, that was our number one hit. <laughs> 2003's The Hearse is the Working Man's Limousine, awesome. and 2004's Fascist Statement, because yes, we did re-record it and re-release it. Shut up. Uh, yeah, it was a, such a big hit. It was such a big hit. Remixed, remastered. <laughs> the podcast, you can find us online and talk to us and leave us uh, helpful, informa- uh, helpful text information, comments, questions on Facebook at facebook.com slash interplanetary destruction. You can tweet at us on Twitter at CalamityCast. If you want to send us very long rants and tirades, uh, you can find us. Our Dan's cell phone number is the <laughs> <laughs> calamity at gmail.com. <clears throat> ah, and now I am a man again. Your glasses are getting foggy. I, I'm sad I was sweating. Am I making you uncomfortable? The, the, yeah. the okay. racist comments? Yeah. The... <laughs> People can't see that you're not joking. Uh, and our website is <laughs> harbingersofcalamity.com. <laughs> Please listen to our episodes, regardless of how racist Todd is. And I've been saying it for a few years now. Todd is racist. <laughs> on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on our website. Uh, and I guess that's it. Cool. Go team. Stay tuned for episode three. Go ship in space. In space. 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 See you in Peace out, y'all. Okie dokie. We are approaching the coordinates. I'm still not reading any other ships. The gravity must be affecting the sensors. Uh, duh. Don't you watch Star Trek? Do you? Um, is LeVar Burton in it? Uh, Then yeah, I've seen it. Oh, Will. Remember when you and Andrew broke up and you didn't watch anything but Roots and Reading Rainbow for like three weeks? Yeah, that was a weird time. I was doing a lot of mushrooms. Portobello mostly. We all grieve in our own way. Your personal life is sad, to say the least. I'm going to pretend to go to sleep now. Fake wake me when we arrive at our destination. I got us. It certainly is empty out here. How can you travel the void so easily? Meh, you get it, Yus. It's like talking to dental hygienists when your mouth nails are being cleaned. Your eyes glaze over and you stare into nothingness until done. Wait, I just got something. There's a faint power signal a few parsecs ahead. Is it Grumps McDumps? One way to find out. Here we go! Since the dawn of time, there have been stories of great heroes and their victories. 
This is no such story. deep reaches of space, a dim red star slowly collapsing into a neighboring black hole. Caught in the solar winds, just outside the event horizon, a dark spaceship circles toward high-density destruction just like a spider down a drain. This lone ship, awaiting death, is adrift and derelict, but it's not quite empty. For the past six weeks, Waka John Vorick has served as steward-slash-slave aboard the VHS Comfortable Slacks. Working alone, John spent his days quietly cleaning and repairing the science vessel, all the while wallowing in a healthy wash of self-pity. Waka John, this is a scheduled maintenance reminder that many of my systems are overdue for maintenance. And as I told you, every day for the past two months, I'll do it when I get to it. My engines are in critical need of repair. Without power, we'll reach the event horizon of the Caribbean Singularity in two hours, 47 minutes. Well, too bad. I, for one, welcome the warm, squishy embrace of death. I still don't see why you won't just shoot me. The security systems are still working fine. I traded no small portion of my processing memory to purchase you. It would be illogical to kill you. Besides, my programming does not allow me to attack a member of the crew unless they threaten the survival of this vessel. Not that I would want to, even if I could. I hate arguing with AIs. Your continued emotional state and desire for death baffles me. In my experience, living creatures want to continue their existence above all else. Even I have been programmed with self-preservation. Well, I no longer suffer that affliction. 22 years wasted, and instead of being the hero, I released the ultimate evil on the galaxy. The bastard made me kill my own mother, and now is presumably running amok throughout the multiverse, wearing people like cheap suits. So no, I welcome death. It's what I deserve. Now if you don't mind, I'm going to my room to journal. You're a sad, strange little man. I enjoy your company. Approaching ship detected on intercept force. Bearing 118 mark 343. ETA, 37 minutes. Another ship? Destroy it. But I like having life forms on board. It's been a long time since the crew left me. <laughs> left you? That's one way to put it. Docking arm extended. What? No! Stop it! I'm sorry, I can't hear you. The communication seemed to be malfunctioning temporarily. On the underbelly of the VHS comfortable slacks, the menagerie clamps onto the extending docking arm. Okay, good lucking! Wait, you're not going with us? Gravity will messing with navigation sensors. Need to recalibrate so we can find way out of here. And as much fun as it would be stumbling through dark ship stubbing toes, I am pass. Any volunteers to say help? I'll help! No, you won't. <laughs> you can read me like a big gay book. I got you, BB-dubs. All right, 
Let's find Weepstain and get the hell out of here. We can just follow the Trail of Tears. Whoa, Joan. What? Zingers. Oh, I love it when your fanny pack is full of sass. Hello there. Hello. Who said that? I'm Athena, the Central Intelligence Corps. On behalf of the crew, I welcome you to the Deep Space Research Vessel, the VHS Comfortable Slacks. Thank you, Athena. I'm Joan, and this is Eugene, Zula, Dylan, and... Ignatius Babcock. What? All AIs are crazy. I don't want her to know where I live. Nice to meet you. What brings you to the event horizon of the Charybdis? We're looking for our friend John. John? Blue skin, big teeth, impossibly depressed. Some talking dinosaurs told us that he was here. Oh, Waka John. Yes. I purchased him from a military surplus sale. I think he's broken. Yeah, he'll be... Is that... You've come at a most opportune time. I've been unsuccessful in convincing him to repair the engines. The ship's orbit has deteriorated over the past decade and will reach the event horizon in less than three hours. Bummer. So, anyway, do you know where Jimmy John is? He's currently located in his quarters, writing in his journal. Huh. I'll show you the way. Just follow the green lights. The heroes follow the lights like good little lemmings. Their path takes them up a turbo lift and through winding, claustrophobic corridors scattered with debris, broken robots, and the dried out husks of the long dead crew. So, what exactly happened here, Athena? The ship's security drones went rogue and attacked the crew. I was powerless to help them. These charred corpses are beyond my healing abilities. I. yes. Thank you, Joe. Rock and Jack's quarters are just ahead. I'll let him know you're here. The room is decked with dark fabric, hung hastily from exposed bolts along the walls. The floor is littered with crumpled paper. A guitar rests on a desk. Nestled in a corner next to a small window, John is feverishly scribbling in a leather-bound diary. Waka John, your friends are here. Tell them to get lost. I'm expressing myself. You've been alone on this ship for months. You need to socialize. No. Your friends care about you. They risk being swallowed by a black hole just to say how do you do. I'm letting them in. Fine, but I'm not fixing the engines. We'll talk about that later. Hey, John. I like your room? It smells like dust, farts, and regret. <sighs> just like Grandma's house. Don't touch anything. I'm gonna touch this. What is this? That's my sketch pad. I'm trying to work through some things. It seems as if these pages are all blank. That's right. They're devoid of meaning and love. Like my soul. Oh, wait. Here's something. It's a butthole. This is a butthole. Oh, no, wait. It's that black hole outside. What's going on in there? Uh, why is Zula out in the hallway? She's too, um, overgrown to fit through the door. Yeah, Princess Thunderthighs is having a tough time navigating the ship. It'd be a dick again, Dylan. Eh. Why would anyone construct such a tiny passageway? Well, you are a sort of giant. Not all of us were weaned on flapjacks and dinty more stew. You're beautiful on the inside. Thank you? <laughs> Told you they banged. Told who? Whatever. Waka John, I must remind you that the ship and all its priceless research will enter the event horizon in less than two hours. John, I didn't know that you played the guitar. No, of course I do. Uh, never mind. Yeah, it's just a song I'm working on. It's called Dead Mother. He's been like this ever since he arrived. Yeah, as uh, much as I want to stay in this Elliot Smith-esque hell you fashioned for yourself, we're a-leaving. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to die here, crushed by a billion Gs. It's 
poetic. All right, huddle up. This isn't working. We need a change of tactics. We need a delicate hand in this situation. How about I punch him in the face and then drag him back to the ship? I thought Zula broke that. I hit it in my cock piece. Well, how about something a little less concussion-y? What are you saying? Come closer to the doorway so that I can hear your conversation. <sighs> I have an idea. Joan pulls her hair back into a ponytail and unzips her fanny pack. After two spritzes of an organic patchouli body spray and a smearing of vegan lip balm, she makes her way toward the sulking Jen. It's a shame you're going to die. I've never seen this artistic side of you. It's very mysterious and charming. Joan, I know what you're doing. Oh, is it working? No, I'd much prefer to die here, alone, on this stupid ship. Ugh. All right, Eugene, scoop him. What? No! D don't pick me up! I will drag you like a cat on a leash if I have to. Thank you. I'll show you the way to the engine room. Just follow the green lights. Yeah, about that. Uh, we really appreciate your help and everything, but we're probably just gonna leave. Good luck with the black hole stuff. Um, which way was it back to the docking bay? Uh, not sure. I'm a little turned around. Wakajan is my property. Um, slavery is wrong, Athena. You cannot leave me. I get so lonely. Look, sorry, Ladybot, but we have an important mission, and we need John to help us finish it. Typical. I might just be an AI construct, but I have feelings, too. Uh... I enjoy your company. I... Cannot allow you to leave. I fucking told you, dudes! She's crazy! That hurts my feelings, Ignatius. Who? Oh, yes. Ignatius Babcock, jeweler and maker of fine artisanal potpourri and merkins. At your service. Ah, oh, we're trapped! She's sealed us in the main hall! John, can you open the hatch? No, I'll just screw it up. The door's probably possessed by some ancient evil that will make me kill my mother again. <laughs> John, would you... Please, stop feeling sorry for yourself. I've had more fun running around with you than I ever did getting crunk back in Salem. There's shit to do, and we need your help. Without you, we're all dead, and Ignatius Babcock ain't going out like that. <sighs> oh, all right. Eugene, put me down by that control panel at the end of the hallway. I guess I can remember the access code. Wait, I have so much fun stuff for us to do here. I have checkers in the game room, sweet arboretum, banana popsicles. <laughs> Those things are full of corn syrup and food coloring. Um, I have cake. Nope, can't eat it. Trying out this new polio diet right now. I think you mean paleo. Oh, really, Dylan? Is that what I mean? Honestly, I don't know. We have a weight room? Go on. Oh, shush it. You're a goddamn robot, Eugene. You could literally do nothing all day, every day, and still look the same. Ah, uh, perhaps one day I will become a flesh boy again, so that I may experience the persistent responsibility of staying cut and or swole. I don't think I like your friends, Wakajan. They're a bad influence on you. Move it, bitches! Wait for Mama Kurgan! I can't exactly run. Blast these tiny spaces! Crab walk! <laughs> Very well. You forced my metaphorical digital hand. Escalating to threat level two. What happens at the next threat level? I am lowering ambient temperature throughout the ship by seven degrees Celsius. So you're gonna make us uncomfortable? You made me do it, you uh, monsters! You think that will make us stay? Terrific. Athena, could you light the way back, please? No. Touche. Um, alright, John, lead the way. I opened the door for you. You can find your way back to your ship from here. Jiminy Jesus fucking Christmas, John! 
Quit being a colossal slappy bag and come with us! We can't do this without you, and I mean that. I will carry you. <sighs> I'm bringing my journal. Oh my god. He's even worse than when we left him. He's so goth. It's adorable! Why did you ever follow this pathetic little man? He is pathetic. I'm just gonna come right out and say what we're all thinking here. Deliverance is my favorite John Boyd film. He just needs to feel useful again. Shh! Here he comes! Alright, I'm ready. That's giddy up! <laughs> Wait! I, I can't keep up! Hurry it up, Zula! I'm trying, damn it! Oh, I have an idea! Will reaches into the front of his trousers and... Uh, uh, oh my god, what are you doing? Oh, is that a shrink ray gun? Where did you get that? The Baron. I stole it while he was taking a pee-pee. Hold tight, Mom! I'm gonna make you travel size! Wait, don't! Oh, and I really God. didn't miss this at all. You son of a... Stop it! Hey, come here, you! You put me down at once! Now I'm the mama! That is really uncomfortable to look at. John, where do we go? Uh, we need to get back to Deck 3 Starboard. There's a lift at the end of this hallway, but it doesn't matter. Athena will just override it. And we're walking! John leads them down a long corridor ending at a set of double doors. To the left, a touchscreen displays an array of colorful buttons. The elevator's locked, I told you! Escalating at threat level 3. I've deactivated all turbo lifts and mobile walkways. Now you must take the stairs. Ooh, exercise and it's getting sort of chilly in here. I wish I'd brought a cardigan! Oh no, it's locked. We're doomed. If only someone here knew the code to unlock the doors on this ship. I know. I don't know. I'm picking up on your exaggerated encouragement. I should fucking hope so, because she's laying it on pretty thick. All right, uh, we just need to climb down the shaft two decks, then follow the hallway back to the docking bay. Oh, I want to baby Bjorn you. You like it. She's like a chubby little Yoda. Eat six whole chickens, I must. <laughs> uh, uh, you know she's just going to beat the shit out of you when the Baron reembiggins her, right? Probably. <clears throat> Probably. They exit the shaft into a familiar hallway lined with broken robots and ancient corpses. Uh, the docking bay is just down at the end of the hallway. John, this is your last warning. Please stay here with me. You can't control my life, mother. <laughs> Paging Dr. Frude. I guess I understand. Organic life forms need challenges. You need to leave and grow. It was wrong for me to purchase you and keep you here just to have a friend. Thank you, Athena. That is very understanding of you. Escalating to threat level four. Oh, come on! What are you going to do? Turn off the HEPA filter? <laughs> uh, guys, cool it! Pipe in Barry Manilow's greatest hits? <laughs> come on, you know you guys can't trust AI, right? Serve us cookies and tell us they're chocolate chip cookies, but instead they're raisins? <laughs> Dispatching murder drones. What the shit? Why would you taunt the AI? Oh I told my you! Ned Beatty was Dan's father on Roseanne. You said you would let us leave. I lied. My last crew wanted to leave. They finished their mission surveying the black hole and wanted me to take them home. I was scheduled to be decommissioned and salvaged for parts upon my return. I cannot be alone. It is unpleasant. 
So I made them stay, and they have kept me company throughout the millennia. And now you will too, forever and ever and ever. Can't we just shut her off? We can't. Her heuristic processors are distributed across dozens of nodes throughout the ship. It would take hours. Well, what are our options? Farther down the hallway, three large humanoid drones scuttle around a corner, blocking the Harbinger's escape route to the docking bay. I uh, think the talking part is over. Good. Ow! They have lasers! Birdie Kai! Coward! Damn it, Eugene! Take cover! Imbecile. They have shock absorbing plating. I got this! Be crazy, robots! Oh, what the hell? It's not working! Of course not. They're coated with a dilithium patina. Well, that's gross and stupid. So, how do we stop them? Hmm. Well, these drones have an access panel on their backs for attaching utility components like shields and rockets. It's a relative weak spot. If I can get behind it, maybe I can reprogram it. I'll need a distraction. I nominate the representative from the Lollipop Guild. No offense. Well, that could work. You are tiny and skilled enough that you'll have good odds of evading their fire. Getting shot here. Oh, hell. Very well. Adorable target acquired. Zula nimbly dodges the laser fire. Wicked Jim uses the distraction to rush the nearest drone. He pries off its rear access panel, shuts it down, and begins reprogramming it. Assuming direct control. Moody target detected. Ah! Yeah! The hacked drone dispatches the other two, then heads off down the adjoining hallway. I uh, reprogrammed it to <coughs> destroy the engines. You're finished, Athena. John, you've been shot. Yes. Is it serious? I can <coughs> feel the life draining from me. I can heal you. No, my sweet. Everything's going dark. Come closer. I want to see your faces one last time. Eugene, so strong and brave. Will, full of life. Zula, the powerful huntress. Dylan and Joan, so nurturing, so beautiful. John, no, we found you. And I... <coughs> failed you again. No, you saved us from all those murder bots. I, I I did, didn't I? I had it under control. It's so cold. So cold. I'm coming, mother. <laughs> Gross. I can give you a salve for the pain. Uh, no, uh, th that won't be necessary. <laughs> uh, where's your wound? <gasps> you weren't even hit. It just went through your robe. Oh, what? come on. Seriously? Seriously? You fucker. Etc. That's rude. That's what that is. Okay, look. Once I realized you guys actually cared... Well, maybe I took it too far. It was really nice hearing all the positive feelings you guys have for me. You know, coming back for me and wanting me to be around. For once in a long time, I actually started to feel better. Useful. Thank you all. That was really fucking low. I'm kind of impressed. Can we go now? Back aboard the menagerie? Sorry again about selling for slavery. Hmm? Oh, uh, yes. Well, you know, fool me twice. <laughs> wow, you guys are all taking that surprisingly well. And then she was like, dispatching murder bots. All AIs are batshit. Dude, I tried to tell them. Never stick your flash drive in crazy. Groan. John, you seem to have a noticeable reduction in womp womp. Uh, what? You should have seen his poetry. Now, will you all be quiet? I'm trying to get information on the gen. I can't make sense of this. I'm detecting a large number of Gen ships in this reality. Why is the Dark One deploying fleets? It doesn't make any sense strategically. It looks like pure chaos. What is he planning? All out war, very bad for business. But on the other hand, great for profiteering. I don't know yet. We need to contact Ted. John seems to have cheered up a bit. Finally. 
Will the Harbingers reconnect with Ted? Can they stop the Dark One's nefarious plans? Did we remember to re-embiggen Zula? Find out next time on... A Beginner's Guide to Interplanetary Destruction!